Hey there! Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and this week I want to talk to you about being Clark Kent versus Superman. I know I probably talk a lot about movies or other nerdy things, but they're just pervasive in my life, so it's really it's really hard not to. I'm a movie buff. I love music. Um, I'm a junkie when it comes to both of those things, and I'm all over the map on the things I like. So you have stuck with me this far. Keep doing it. Clark Kent versus Superman. Uh, briefly, if you don't know the history of those two individuals, uh, have you been living under a rock for, I, God, I don't know, a uh, hundred years? But I'll humor you. Superman is an alien that comes to Earth and has to find an everyday disguise to fit in amongst the humans. And he picks a very mild-mannered, almost what most people will think is a very meek, bumbling, kind of idiot personality, persona, which to uh, fit in and amongst and kind of move freely in the, in the crowds. And Clark Kent is, uh, worked for a newspaper and wears glasses and is this very unassuming guy. I mean, he's just about as boring as they can possibly kind of create him uh, in, in the telling, especially kind of compared to Superman and all the buffness and the awesomeness and the good things that he's out there doing. Anyway, this came up probably for the first time for me to say this out loud or actually have this this thought process almost two months ago. Back at the end of June, I took an assessment for a pretty big certification for my professional life. And honestly, it is it is something that I did to just kind of quiet the haters. There were there are going to be people in in the world that I I experience, I come across, or they're going to meet me or they're going to hear about me in some way and they're going to have an opinion about the validity of what I'm saying, what I'm doing when it comes to my professional life. And there's going to be this level of, if I have this certification, these letters after my name, someone will be quieted by that. I don't actually think I need them, but like I said, I'm all about removing obstacles and I see a path for my my future and I am making plans to get there I have very seldomly not achieved something I've laid out so I saw this as a potential obstacle and I thought Psh, why not I can do that I can pass that and then put those letters after my name if they want so at the end of June taking this assessment it is it was a four-hour exam and at the end of it I was mentally exhausted and I kind of credit my candidness in the story I'm about to tell you to that fact I am mentally exhausted from taking a four and a half hour examination. And I'm in this meeting with three top executives of our company. And they are literally all looking at me because we have, you know, the video chat. They are literally looking at me to run point, be direction, be the subject matter expert on this thing that they're talking to me about. And I'm taking it all in as best I can. And I had that kind of dramatic moment where I took my glasses off <laughs> and um, had this just candid look at them and said, y'all, one of these days, y'all are going to realize that I, I am not Superman. I am just Clark Kent. And they all kind of chuckled. And <laughs> it, it kind of took me by surprise. One, that I said it. And like I said, I had this moment of you're like, whoo, I just was really honest <laughs> some leadership or just anybody I was really honest about something that just came on right out there 
And then also their reaction. So when I started looking at it, um, where did that come from? Why would I say that? And the best that I could equate it to was what they call imposter syndrome. If you've never heard of it, um, it's been around for, for a while, almost as long as I have, if not maybe a little bit longer than me. It's this thought, this mentality, this uh, mindset that you're going to be discovered to be a fraud, that you don't have the success that you have, that you haven't accomplished the things that you have accomplished from your own merit, that in some sense it was just luck, that you just lucked your way into everything. Now I'm not discounting luck because there's an element of luck that exists in this world, right? But for the most part, I'm going to tell you that very little comes from luck and almost everything comes from hard work. But I'm sitting there, I've had just this expression and they're kind of chuckling at me and, and I realize what they're all saying. They're all kind of laughing at how ludicrous that is. They are three executives of our company. They are looking to me for the decision-making, the tone to set for this project, for the leadership to execute it. And I have just told them that I think I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> and clearly they all see me as Superman. I kind of processed it. Now, it's not to say that, again, like that I haven't been lucky or that opportunities haven't come my way, but I like to think that when I really stop and think about it, I recognize the fact that I made those opportunities by the hard work that I did or that I was smart enough when the opportunity presented itself to choose wisely and then to continue to work to get that next opportunity. But looking at this, it makes me think about the fact that we so create this society, especially for women, but, in, but not just women. I think there are more men that experience this that are willing to talk about it, okay? So as people, we have this feeling, this fear, this concern that we haven't done anything worth acknowledging or celebrating or worth anything, right? right? That we, we have this feeling like on some level that we need to shun any, anything that we've actually done. So we need to like downgrade ourselves. We need to discount ourselves and we need to write off anything that we've actually done as luck. You know, I'm really grateful for the fact that when I said those words out loud, they all kind of chuckled because it was an immediate response that let me know, yeah, that sounds crazy. <laughs> you, you hear, you hear that right is actually kind of the mental thought that I had afterwards. But, you know, in looking at that, I, I went, wow, I wonder how many other times that I've done this, or I wonder where this comes from. Part of it is for me, at least in my upbringing, I never felt comfortable acknowledging, owning, accepting my, my successes, accepting my strengths acknowledging when I had done something really badass and celebrating it and feeling and allowing myself to feel good about that accomplishment. There was always somebody in my life telling me what great thing they had done. So anytime I would come with this, you know, gold star, my paper, the immediate response would be, oh, well, I used to get two gold stars on all my papers. Well, okay. So the realization that for me, it kind of is rooted in this this part of me that says it's not okay for me to celebrate me, that that has somehow been 
taught to me that that's kind of being a braggart, that that's being boastful, that I'm being arrogant. And I think that's a dangerous slope to go down because it's okay to celebrate your successes. And matter of fact, I think it's very healthy to acknowledge your successes. I think it's very, very easy for us individually and as a society to see our weaknesses, to see our shortcomings and to magnify them. I think one of the answers to that is to know what your go-tos are, to know what you're good at, and to be comfortable talking about what you're good at. So it's okay for me to actually be Superman. (laughs) Superman's necessary in a lot of situations, and it's okay for me to acknowledge when I am Superman. I think it's doubly okay for me to acknowledge where and when I am Superman, especially when I am acknowledging and owning the things that I'm not good at. Because I don't think you can get into a space of being a braggart, to being, you know, obnoxious, to being cocky, if you are humble enough to acknowledge and own and talk about where you are not succeeding, where you are not the best, where you have work that you need to do, where you just really flat out stink, suck, you're terrible, all the things that you are not good at. But see, it's this balance between not overly doing one and not uh, not underdoing the other. You've got to be balanced. And I think that's evident in the fact that it's easy for us to be duped into thinking that there is a difference between Clark Kent and Superman. There really is no Clark Kent versus Superman. There is no difference between those two. Clark Kent is Superman. Superman is Clark Kent. I am Superman at a lot of things. And I am also that Clark Kent bumbling goofball at a lot of things. But just because I am both of those things doesn't mean that I was walking down the street and fell into an opportunity. It means that I worked really hard and I overcame my weaknesses. I overcame my lack of knowledge. I overcame whatever obstacles were put in front of me and I didn't quit. I drove it. I maximized my strengths. I built upon them. I built up my weak muscles and I equally am both. So I refuse to have any amount of space where I say, I didn't earn this. I lucked into it. I dumbed into it. Um, or what's another way that you could think of it? If you think, you know, the winds have changed, that all of a sudden the winds are going to shift and all of a sudden now you're going to be falling out of favor or that the stars are not going to align for you anymore. If that's the way you think and you think that you accomplish things or that you have things because if you're thinking that you're not even thinking you accomplish those things if you feel you're struggling with this imposter syndrome mentality and you're afraid that somebody's going to realize that you're not superman (laughs) i would challenge you to make a list i make make a list of all the accomplishments you have all the things that you've done that you you know, since birth, I don't know how far back you want to go. For some of us, that might be easier than others, but make a list of all the things that you've accomplished. And then ask yourself if you think it's mathematically possible for you to be lucky 
in every single one of those opportunities. <laughs> because you don't have to be a math nerd like me to know that it's impossible, it's statistically impossible for you to be that lucky every time. So the odds are that you might have been lucky on one of those occasions, two of those occasions, a few of those occasions, but the reality is more likely than not, you earned it. You put in the work to deserve it. I didn't just luck into being a good recruiter. I made smart decisions. I studied. I know people don't think that once you get to be an adult, you study anymore. I studied. I got a mentor. I took everything that she had to say and I just internalized it as best as I possibly could. And I set the bar high by trying to be like her as far as like mapping that out and learning and doing the things that I saw that she was doing that made her successful. And then I branched out and I got other mentors, people who had other strengths that I wanted to be like, and I mapped out how to be like them. And I took from them everything that they could possibly share with me and that they were willing to share with me. And I internalized it and I put it into practice. And it's easy for me to talk about this in a professional capacity. I think it's one of the biggest challenges that women face. It's definitely where they struggle with the imposter syndrome the most often or the one that's getting the most talked about. But I can also look at my, my personal life. I didn't just luck into being a good parent. <laughs> there are some elements that I know are just part of who my kid is and who I am as a person. But I'm going to tell you that if I'm a good parent in any way, it's because I have worked really hard at it. I'm intentional. That's in a word I use all the time when I talk about every interaction with my kid. Even when we're having fun and laughing and joking. And that's not to say that I take away from those things and that there isn't like, I can get down with the best, with the best of them on being goofy and just downright goofy. But every time I'm silly with him, I'm going to tell you that there is a part of me that has made the intentional choice to be that with him. Because he needs to see that. He needs to see a fun, engaging, lighthearted, goofball of a parent. And when we talk about serious things, I am intentional about what I communicate to him. And I didn't luck into those things. I've read books. I've had people in my life that I think are amazing parents. And I go to them again and I say, I want to be like them in X, Y, or Z way. What do I need to do? What are they doing that I'm not doing? How can I work those things into who I am in my relationship with my kid. So I didn't stumble into being a good parent and I didn't stumble into being a good recruiter. So there's not a part of me that's going to accept that there might come a day when somebody goes, hey, yeah, Jennifer over there, you know, she's got them glasses on. I'm seeing her now for the first time. She's, she's just kind of a bumbling idiot that, you know, has made it this far in life. Boy, she must be really lucky. No. I, I worked my butt off to get here. So I'm not going to accept from myself or anybody else the thought that I just dumb lucked myself into whatever position I'm in. Because in the next 10 years, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to look back on these last 10 years. And I'm going to tell you that I worked for everything I got. I'm going to tell you that I worked for every step of the way, for every accomplishment and then I'm going to own to every, every failure 
every misstep, every time that I didn't quite achieve something, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to beat myself up over it because I'm going to realize that those things are part of part of the journey, part of getting me there. But I don't want to look back and think, I just dumb lucked myself into, you know, I'll be in my 50s at that point, 10 years from now. I just dumb lucked myself out of in 50 years. I mean, God, the luck's going to wear off on that point. But I want to be able to celebrate being Superman. <laughs> being good at whatever I put my mind to. Uh, as long as I, like I said, own when I'm not. But I don't want to have that discrepancy of feeling like, I have to live in fear that somebody's going to realize that I'm not perfect, that I'm not Superman, that I'm not these great things. Because the truth is, like I said, I am both Clark Kent and Superman. There is no difference. They're not two separate beings. They are, they are the same. So if you are struggling with imposter syndrome, I mean, honestly, in addition to looking back and, and mathematically asking yourself how likely it is that you locked into everything, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why you feel like you haven't earned where you're at or why you feel like the other shoe's going to drop and you're going to lose it all. And ask yourself if those reasons have any real validity to them. If they do, you've got a whole slew of things you can work on. But if they don't, you need to shut up that hater in your head. Embrace the fact that you are good at your job, at your relationship, being a neighbor, a sibling, a parent, a child, a good employee, whatever it is you are looking at. And allow yourself to be proud of yourself. Give yourself that confidence. Because you know the voices or the other people, the haters out there, the haters inside too, are going to be sure to point out when you aren't successful. So have go-to ready things that you know you're good at to combat those things. Be on guard for when those things come up so that when they do come up, you can be like, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Whatever the voice in your head is. If you don't know that reference, that's from a TV show. Anyway, be on guard. Own it. Love yourself. Celebrate your accomplishments. Allow yourself the freedom to be Clark Kent and Superman. And until next episode, I hope you're well.